<laughs> Sniff Queen. Um, right. Hello, Hello. <laughs> Michelle. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I heard though that you have had the end of days arrive in the Alps. Oh God, which bit? <laughs> oh, you said that oh, Saharan yeah. sand was flapping over your way and it was all covered in a yellow layer of sand in the Alps of all places. Do you know what? It was truly bizarre. So we looked out the window yesterday because there was this apocalyptic kind of golden light, but it was sort of weird. And we looked out and we were like, what the fuck? The whole mountain, you couldn't even see it. It was just in a haze of Saharan sand that had been blown over the continents. And yeah, there, then we saw online um, other like Alp resorts. Their snow was just completely covered. It looked like they were skiing on sand. And then they got their skis and like scraped a little bit snow underneath. <gasps> really, never seen anything like it. Bizarre. Wowee, that is madness, yeah. isn't it? Very but, strange times we're living in at the moment. Oh yeah, uh, of course. Climate-wise. So... Mish, darling, what happened after last week's episode? Did you have to apologise to anybody? I had no apologies. All I had was great feedback. People love... They love a murder. I know. And people thought Gory Hazel, bastards. the psychic real estate agent, oh, was yeah. absolutely amazing. And she should give herself more credit for solving mm. that mystery crime. Absolutely. And you know what, Hazel, I've got some more stories coming via Hazel. So just oh, I love bear Hazel's with. stories. Bear with. <laughs> Hazel's amazing. <laughs> um, I did say that I was going to figure out what laterals were. I didn't go and have a look at that. But you said that you were right the first time it is teeth the man was toothless the the guy was like oh that guy i've been told that's a baywit <laughs> a baywit <laughs> yes okay do you want to explain to our uh european listeners what that might be he's a fuckwit from the bay from bateman's bay <laughs> they call the bay they call bateman's bay the bay i'm going down yeah. the bay and if you ever watch what's the one with summer bay in it Home and away, home and away, summer bay. I don't think they say that in the words, <laughs> no, but never don't. mind. Home oh. and away, summer bay. <laughs> no, but they call that the bay. If you live in anywhere that's called something bay, it's going to be the bay. The bay. Yeah. So I'm from the bay. Uh, You're from the Berra. Yeah. Or the can. The can. Yeah. The can. Canberra. Canberra. Don't pronounce it Canberra. It's not pronounced that. No. Canberra. Yeah. Got, there's uh, a bra on the end There's a bra that. on the end. Exactly. Yeah, bra. Bra. <laughs> anyway. What else did I have to tell you today? I can't think. We have actually already had an hour-long conversation. Just I know. I feel. <laughs> I feel a bit talked out. Oh, God. Just have a drink. Honestly, I feel like I need a rum today. I had one, one of those last night. Oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Broke no, my dry I... spell. No, you're not dry anymore. Not dry anymore. Oh, that's good. Honestly. I do have to give a shout out to a new listener though, uh, Ben, Ben Rosenthal, or AKA Benjamin Cartel. Oh, my old friend lovely. from New York City. Yes, yeah, he said no, that I... we are very funny. Ben and I know each other. You've Hello, met ben, ben separately to me, haven't you? Strangely yes, I have. enough. What I an know. unusual world it is. Completely unrelated. Small world. I know. Small world theory. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Oh, that's good. Spread the word, Ben. Spread it. There you go. Speaking of other Bens. Yeah. What's he done now, old Bendles? Bendles. Well, nothing. Nothing? I, I, th- is he, he hasn't is done he bored? anything. Do you think he needs something to do? He I can always he come on this podcast. Yes, he can. Come on, Ben. Pull your finger out and get on our podcast. We want to take Whack the on absolute a piss out of you. Crack open a brown lemonade. <laughs> hunker down and have a chat with two fellow Aussie ladies. I'm not saying you're a lady, Ben, but you know what I mean. Oh, I think he could pass as a lady. Actually, no, he couldn't. Huh? He couldn't. He's too, he's too much of a bloke. He's a bloke. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> um, I think he's probably a good enough actor to play across gender. Now, speaking of this. What? Have you been watching RuPaul? Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved Rats. Did you see it? Who? Oh, Rats. Rats, yeah, Rats that was the, ages the ago. Musical. Yeah, <laughs> but it made such an impression. I loved it. I thought yeah, that was amazing. I love it. Every season, I love it. Okay, who's going to win? Oh, easily, Simone. No one else can win but Simone. What? Are we watching the right series? Am I watch- I'm watching the American series. What are you Who watching? Who the hell are you talking about? Drag Race UK season two? Sorry. I'm talking about, I'm watching them both at the same time. I'm watching also the American one on Netflix. Oh my God. Okay. So no. let me just get back into UK mode. Hang on. Let's see. Who's Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. He's going to win, I think, because Rue loves him. No, Rue I don't think he's the best. Rue finds him hilarious. Rue fucking loves him. Who Although, else is in it? Do you know what? I quite like Bimini Bamboolash. That's yes, Bimini Bamboolash, yeah. Bimini Bamboolash. And Fabulous. do you know what? Even though she is she is a basic bitch, I a actually horror. like Tia Coffee. No, oh, I Tia like Coffee. Tia Coffee. She's I, funny. She is funny. Yeah. But she is basic She needs some hell. styling. But apart from that, fabulous. Yeah. I, I like yeah. watching her. And her uh, and the way she and Ahura have now got a little friendship, I think that was nice. I haven't seen the latest episode. Oh my god, bitch! Don't tell me what happened. <laughs> Good luck and the... don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Ah, uh, what else did I have to tell you? What have you been? What have, What have you been listening to? Watching to? Watching at? Rebecca Martinson, Ar- Arctic Murders. What's that? You got to get in on that. What is it? A TV Obviously, show. Obviously, I'm with a Scandi, uh. so we are watching. This is actually a Swedish uh, crime show because you know uh. the Scandis do the crime dramas so yeah. well. And this is the second season, actually. Um, the first season was fantastic. The second season, it took a little bit of getting used to because they've put a new Rebecca in, whole new actress. Oh, I hate it when she's they do that. She's not as good. She, I'm sorry, but she's not as good. It's very but, jarring. Oh, it is. And she's, I don't mean this in a mean way. She's not as pretty as the other one oh, either. Shell. I know, I know. But it's just the other one was just so Rebecca. And this mm. one's like. Fake Rebecca, fake news Rebecca. But anyway, it's very good. I'm really enjoying it. And there was a cliffhanger. My God. Anyway, Channel 4. Okay, I'll check that out. I need something else. There there seems to be so many things to watch and I just don't seem to have time. Are you joking? I feel like there's nothing to watch. What are you watching? Neil Gaiman, a Neil Gaiman thing. It's not Children of God. American Gods. American Gods, all right. That's it. It's been quite good. It's quite graphic novelly, and that's great because I loved all the Sandman novels or okay. graphic novels when they came out. Uh, hmm. But I'm starting to get, a, I'm starting to lose interest. Is there any kind of satanic, demonic thing going on in that? Well, they're all gods, so okay. I'm waiting for the devils to show up. And it's very, um, this is a good place to segue, Michelle, because today 
we are talking about the double-hander of the Church of Satan and... Satanic panic. How it led into that. How one existed through the other and vice versa or something. Well, shall I just launch into telling you all about the Church of Satan? Go for it. Yeah? It's, well, obviously Satan, he's the most terrifying guy you've ever heard of. Satan. No, I don't. But if you, but if, (laughs) you're very good. But if you don't believe in God, he's probably not that scary, right? Because if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Satan. Yeah, but even though, look, I, I mean, you know, trigger warning. I don't believe in God. Oopsie. Uh, I know. It just alienated all our Mm. listeners. But, uh. That said, it's not that I don't believe in the devil. I just, I believe that there is evil. I just think you can call it whatever you you want. God, good, devil, evil. It's a funny little play on words, isn't it? Somebody was really thinking outside the box when they came up with those two. (laughs) That's like the chess pit. Ideals. That's like, sorry, checkerboard. (laughs) Say what you see. God is good. Devil is evil. There you go. If you're good, you do what he says. If you're bad, you do what that one says. And there you go. All done. But so anyway, this Church of Satan, it was a, a, a religion that was founded in 1966 by a seemingly harmless crank called Anton Zander LaVey. Oh, I like that name. It's Zander. fabulous. Have you seen him? He looks like Nosferatu with the, he's got gappy teeth, a bald head, like Mandrake the Magician with his great big cl- cloak and hood. and Yeah, but he sounds like he should be handsome. Anton Zanderlevet. Yeah, well, I have to yeah, say I... there is a little something about him. When I mm. the first clip I saw of him, he was at the end, towards the end of his life, and a bit, he was drinking quite a lot. Um, but no, I could see why the women went for him. Would you go there? No, that was very quick off the bat, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. No. <laughs> anyway, he grew up in the world of carnivals and the circus before going on to be a police crime scene photographer. So he saw, Ooh. so he grew up in a lot of, you know, like carny kind of uh, lifestyle with a lot of, you know, behind the scenes magic and when back was in those born? days. When was he born? How old? I don't well, know. What are we talking? Sorry. So, You've so... scuppered me already. <laughs> I didn't go that far back. No, but I mean, is it? Well, he's dead know... now. He's, yeah, but was he And I'd say he's of... probably in his 30s in 66, so you do that maths. All right, all right, don't Quick. need to. No! 30, so he would have been born in the 30s, so he'd be like 80-odd now, wouldn't he? Yeah, so he's probably about 30, I reckon, let's say that, when he's in 1966, when he starts the church. So he was a crime scene photographer. He could see the awful things that people could do to each other. Uh, and then he decided to start the, the church in San Francisco as an antidote to the organized Christian religious rules that society was essentially governed by. In 66, you think about that time in San Francisco, the heyday of free love, hippies, yeah. counterculture. It was all going on. But are you saying that he started the Church of Satan in, and called it the Church of Satan? Yeah. 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 And people were like, well, that sounds like a good Bring idea. Might join that. <laughs> Advocating freedom and hedonism, they did not worship, but they would dress up or down, right down to the boobies and tuft, See, and enjoy I... what? Well, see, what I don't understand is why would he call it Church of Satan? Well, just bear when with what? Me. But when he, because what he's, what you're saying is, yeah. it's all free love. So he could well, could have called it Church of Love. Could have done. But I guess he was trying to make a point. He's a goth, basically. He's a goth. Church of head. He's just, they're goths, right? All right. Okay. They're goths. So uh, they dress up or down and enjoy rituals and spells for the pure theatrics of it. You know, they liked, people like 
our old mate Alistair Crowley, who you know his his famous adage of if it if it harm none, do as thou wilt. They they're all about that. They really loved that side of things. I mean, I reckon he would have been into theatre sports if it had existed back then. Theatre sports, the but that was a good time, wasn't it? I loved that. <laughs> it was a thing. It yes. was a thing. Was a thing. So um, they'd do spells for the pure theatrics of it. Meetings were more like attending a dark cabaret show. Ooh. All right. So LeVay stated that Satan was not a creature with horns, but a symbol of liberty and rebellion against the prudish controlling establishment. So their auntie, the reason why they had to call it Satan was to get those Christians all in a, in, get their feathers all. Yes, get them all feathered up and <laughs> what? And that worked. It absolutely worked. To join the church, there is a lifetime membership of $200. And he was an advocate of taxation and insisted that the church do pay their taxes, unlike the tax-free Christian institutions. Oh, so he's making a point. Yes. Wow. I All right. I quite like that point. If you don't get the idea of Satanism, so if, uh, for example, you, you've thought, oh, I love to kill bunnies and drink their blood and I love to murder people. then <laughs> <As> you do. <laughs> yeah, and you'll write a letter to them saying, I can't wait to join and we can all do this together, then they'll politely reject you because it's not a free-for-all for bloodthirsty antichrists. Okay. So you, so what kind of uh, Satanist did you have to be? Well, you could be from all walks of life. You might be sitting next to one in the doctor's surgery. You could be a doctor. You could be a lawyer. You could be a, an actuary. Anything. They're, all manner of types of people from all around the world. Yes, but 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 they were rejecting they were rejecting the psychos basically. Rejecting the psychos or the bloodthirsty. Yeah. Of which, <laughs> you know, we'll get into that later. They enjoy the sins of the flesh with no guilt and are accepting of all people. For example, homosexuality is very much welcomed, but bestiality and human sacrifice is out contrary so to belief. Okay. Yeah. All right. They love those who love and hate those who hate. Okay. All right. It's nice, right? Except for all the boobies out and all the sex. Oh, yeah, but that's just all orgy stuff. You know, you could get that in any middle class suburb. (laughs) Near where you live, Geordie. (laughs) It was invented where I live. Anyway, it's all about freedom and joy. And when I saw this documentary, of which I cannot remember what it was called now, but it was on Amazon Prime, (laughs) all the members were very happy and smiley. They were having the time of their lives. Of course they were. They were all off to have an orgy afterwards. Happy, smiley, orgy-tastic. They've just been rooting around. (laughs) So anyway, his grandson, Stanton, who looks very much like him, described him as the best granddad ever, despite being very peculiar in his tastes and habits. And he had an (laughs) exceptional, sweet, childlike personality. And he wouldn't tell you what to do. Perfect. That he sounded like nice. a real. Yeah. He sounds like the perfect granddad, not taskmaster. Satanism was an idea and a way of living that casts off the strict moral high ground of Christianity. So they aren't pro evil; they're more anti Christian. Okay, but I still yeah. don't get why they put Satan in the name. Because it's anti church. Oh, I guess it's I... just to ruffle feathers. Yeah, yeah. It just know. seems. I don't know. It seems a little provocative. Yes, absolutely. And that's what they loved. They loved the provocative. Absolutely. The Christian faith states that if someone strikes you on the cheek, you forgive. Well, LaVey believes if someone strikes you in the cheek, you punch them in the face. (laughs) 
Christians would make wild accusations because they don't understand it or it goes against their beliefs, a little bit like what's going on now in the social media storm of the far-right Christians, anti-anything left-wing and anyway. So ritual abuse originates from ancient and bloody crusades millennia ago and Christians were mostly the perpetrators. If you look back through history, you'll find Christians liked to um, murder and... (laughs) <laughs> and maim maim yeah remember they came after other established religions and were happy to wipe out the pagans and the like so it's not all 10 commandments love and no. good, good feelings Goodness no me. if you think about the well for example the cat the the uh the catholics i guess the italians the romans came and and took over england didn't they at one point i can't remember what date that was but if you watch that show Britannia, have you seen that? No. It's, it's very good. Um, that's when they were they were being run by pagans and all the witchy, like nature-loving. And they love all the Boudicca. orgies too, a ro- a ro- the Romans. They all, everybody seems to love an orgy. I don't get it. I'm not really interested in an orgy. I just... I just want a good night's sleep at the moment. That'll do me. <laughs> and a box set. <laughs> and a cup of tea. <laughs> In ancient Rome, it was the Christians who were accused of cannibalising children. So it's ironic that they're the ones casting aspersions today. And let's not forget the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire. Did you see that film? Uh, Mel Gibson. What was no. it? Apocalypto. No, I really didn't. No, It's a good film. Apocalypto. He's not in it. He has directed it. And so it's quite old now. It's about, um, I think it's the Aztec Empire. Okay. And it's focusing on a village. It's quite bloodthirsty. There's some awful scenes at the end. Goodness me. All right. When when the Spanish arrive on the foreign shores. And there's also some horrific scenes at the beginning when they're all off to market or they think they they get captured and brought to the city centre and you're seeing like, you know, those Aztec steps and you're seeing what they were used for and the sacrifices that they were Gosh. performing. Yeah. I mean, right, it's not then. just the Christians or the Aztecs. Everybody's at at it, you know. Blood, well, everyone's murdering and maiming. Blood sacrifices, and... yeah. Jesus Christ. And let's not forget the Christians also have a proven track record of child abuse and murder. And we don't have to go back that far to see examples of that oh this is so grim sorry (laughs) (laughs) i can cut that out but i just want you to to acknowledge that just because they say satan that doesn't mean that they're all about cutting up bunny rabbits and and uh, harvesting babies and things so back in the 60s when the church of satan was started he guarded himself quite a few celebrities that liked to get involved in whatever he was up to. So we had Kenneth Anger, who mm-hmm. was a filmmaker and also wrote, I think it was Hollywood Babylon, the book Ooh. about, there was like a tell-all. Sammy Davis Jr. was interested. And no. Jane, yep, Jane Mansfield was a very famous <gasps> devotee. Or don't, I don't know if she was a devotee, more of a fan of the Church of Satan. Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. All right, go for it. In 1967, Jane Mansfield and her attorney and partner in romance, Sam Brody, got in an argument with LaVey after Brody lit a skull candle in LaVey's ritual room in the Black House. Now, it's said that there was a little bit of sexual tension between uh, Mansfield and LaVey. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, un- it's unconfirmed, but apparently Brody was quite the jealous type and 
didn't quite get that why she'd be attracted to such a weedy skinny kind of guy so he was being a little bit facetious in front of him and went into one of the rooms he has a he has the black house which I I don't know where it is now I think it was in San Francisco but it moved to Poughkeepsie or somewhere like that (laughs) but (laughs) but this is like Keith Ranieri why would women find him attractive? It's not about the looks. They, well, this guy, LaVey, must have had some oh, he's charisma. Oh, he's got charm and charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, when he, this, guy, this guy went into a ritual room, Brody, and he lit a, a black skull candle. Not mm. really the done thing. LaVey allegedly told him, that candle's only used for curses. I don't know what's going to happen to you now. I only hope <gasps> you, I've put it out in time. Oh, my God. So this is also self-fulfilling prophecy. In the months after the slight, Mansfield's six-year-old son Zoltan was mauled by a lion on a trip to Jungle Land in what the USA. Fuck, yep. dead had or a... no? He's fine. He just he's got fine. mauled. He got mauled. Got chomped. But I think he's okay. Six-year-old though—that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Brody had a string of car accidents, <gasps> and then, of course, less than a year after meeting Lavey. Mansfield, Brody, and their driver, plus her three children, were in a fatal car crash where the three adults were killed instantly. Oh, my God. Don't light the fucking candles in the skull. That's a lesson <laughs> to everybody. So, allegedly, while clipping out articles of himself for his scrapbook, scrapbook LeVay cool. noticed... LeVay. Levey noticed the back of one picture had removed Jane Mansfield's head from her body. Then the reports came in after after the crash, and they he heard that Jane's uh, Jane was almost decapitated decapitated in the accident. Which again, I found conflicting reports about that. So I'm not really sure if that's just urban myth. Holy fucking Maduli! Jesus Christ! More uh, myth and legend about Levey. In 1968, Rosemary's Baby came out. Amazing film. Amazing Mm -hmm. film. Rumour has it that LaVey served as an advisor on the film and had a small role as the beastly raping devil. But I don't (laughs) think that's true. (laughs) I just had a bit part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you saw my bits. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He wouldn't have minded. Anyway, 1969, he then published The Satanic Bible. In this... There are nine satanic saint statements by LaVey. Shall I tell you them? They're great. And every single one of them has an exclamation mark at the end. I don't know if that's how it was actually written or just where I found it. So instead of the Ten Commandments, he's got his nine. Nine. Yeah. All right. Number one, Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Yay. Ooh, well, if you apply that to champagne, I'm all in. <laughs> Brilliant. Satan represents, this is two, Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Huh. I think that's really good. Like that? Live in the moment. Don't Mm. think about the afterlife. Exactly. Enjoy it right now. Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. It's okay to say, you know, you will not covet thy neighbor's wife or whatever while you're having an affair. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) In the Christian world, but in the satanic world, they don't even give themselves those restrictions. It's okay. Just do it. As long as everyone's happy. I have to say, these three are pretty good so far. You're going to sign up? It's only 200 bucks. (laughs) Lifetime membership. (laughs) Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. So not everyone deserves forgiveness by the sound of it. Yeah, but do you believe that? Uh, Or are this opening a can of worms? 
Should that's a tough one. I well, think it's tough. Should everyone be forgiven? Depends. We'll come back to that. Come back to that one. Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. That's where he's like punching Ooh. you in the face. Yeah. Not sure yeah. about that. No, that I'm not sure about extreme. that. That's yeah. That sounds like go to war. That's a call to action. I'm yeah. not, no. I, yeah, I prefer to turn tough. the other cheek. I'm not very good at that. I do argue back. but <laughs> It's okay. Stand your ground. Turning the other cheek sometimes, it's just better for everyone. You could turn your bum cheek, couldn't you? You could just turn around <laughs> and expose your ass. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, yeah. Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how those two concepts are connected. I don't either. But what the fuck? Responsibility to the responsible. I like that. Instead of concern for psychic vampires. So what are, who are they? Maybe we should do an episode on psychic vampires. I like the first half of that one. Second mm. half, uh, that's a bit wishy-washy. Bit, lost, he lost us there. Yeah. Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those that walk on all fours. It's who, true. Mm -hmm. who, because of this divine spiritual and intellectual development, has become the most vicious animal of all. I think that's true. All you have to do is look at kids in the playground. They are (laughs) fucking ruthless. They they turn on each other. They're Mm. bullying each other. But I think, do you know what? I think there's something in that. Yeah. I mean, I think we can learn a lot from from our beastly friends, our, our animals. You know, you think about cats. What do they do? They just have a life of pleasure. What's wrong with that? They just go do whatever the fuck they want. No loyalties. Eat here. Have a little pat there. What a life. I'm trying to remember something that I heard the other day. It was one of those parables or analogies or whatever you call them. I'll have to make an apology for that when I realize what it is. <laughs> but And I can't remember where I saw it. Maybe it was on TV or something. But it was about... Um, the scorpion that needs a ride on the back of a duck or something. Oh, I think I heard this too. Is this in a TV show? I think so. And the the scorpion said, oh, come on, give us a ride. The duck, I don't even know if it was a duck or the raccoon or whatever it was, said, whoever swims across rivers, said, "Um, I don't know about that, mate. You're going to sting me. And he said, well, why would I do that? I want to get to the other side. You're going to give me a ride. And, you know, if I sting you, you drown. So do I. You know, we both die. What's the point of that? So he's convinced and he lets him get on his back. And halfway across, the bloody scorpion, of course, stings him. And he said, why did you do that? And the scorpion said, "It's I'm a scorpion. It's what I do. Yeah. It's my nature. Where did I see that? Where did I hear that? I think what TV shows have we been watching well, together that we saw? It can't be RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drag race um no i god what was it because i have heard that and it was on i mean it wasn't it wasn't sopranos but it's well it's a i'm I sure it was watching on the sopranos no 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 but it was it's friends oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's move on to number eight this is the second last one satan represents all of the so-called sins as they all lead to physical mental or emotional gratification okay don't forget there's an exclamation mark at the end of all of these that's why i'm i'm so uplifted by the end of the sentence so basically satan like the church of satan is all about gratification self gratification oh self self gratification no not just self sorry oh my god (laughs) (laughs) 
licking the bean. Oh, <laughs> me, Jordy. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. But yes, I'm sure that's included. I'm it's sure just it's included. Gratification. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional, physical, and mental gratification. Okay. So just please yourself all the time. Johnny, you're digging you yourself feel. deeper. <laughs> okay, moving on. Listen, this is number nine. This is the probably that he saved the best till last. Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all these years. Oh, my God. (laughs) Suck that, churches. Up yours, churchy church. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Now, I'm going to tell you some other things which aren't so great. Okay. In August 1969, the Manson family, cult of bohemians run by a psychopathic narcissist, Charles Manson, went on a murderous rampage, as we all know, in Los Angeles over two nights, murdering, amongst other victims, the actress Sharon Tate, who was the wife of Roman Polanski, who was the director of Rosemary's Baby. Connect, connect, connect those dots. A little bit of connecting of dots going on there. Um, Family member and convicted murderer Bobby Beausoleil, now he did. I don't know if he took part in the the uh, La Bianca Tate murders, but I think he. But he definitely murdered someone in the run up, which was included Oof. in Manson family. Okay, it was Gary Hinman. He murdered a guy, a drug deal a, in a drug deal gone wrong. He murdered a guy called Gary Hinman okay. with Susan Atkins present. Now Susan Atkins was very much active at both uh, the Tate and La Bianca murders in okay. Cielo Drive and. Yes. In Los Angeles, yeah. So basically, Beausoleil had met LaVey before he was in the family. Beausoleil met LaVey. Met Beausoleil and LaVey. <laughs> with and a, with a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> and they both had a glass, a lovely glass of Chardonnay. Uh, not sure about that, but they, so this is before Beausoleil was involved with, with Manson. He was a creative, Bobby Beausoleil was a creative partner of the filmmaker Kenneth Anger. And together, I think they made a film. I don't know if it ended up coming out that LaVey had um, had some involvement in somehow. Mm-hmm. And Susan Atkins, the awful lady that did do some murdering, yeah. quite active at both those sites. Uh, she was a vampire bride in a campy review directed by LaVey in addition to posing for many photos with the LaVeys at the Black House two years before signing up with Manson. So there is a connection. Yes. Okay. There. So so I wonder if she had been disillusioned with the Church of Satan and wanted something Maybe it more wasn't hardcore. Sa- yeah, it wasn't satanic enough for them. Yeah. After the Tate LaBianca murders, LaVey had to hit the media circuit to put the record straight and illustrate the difference difference between the beliefs of his church and those of a cult leader or psychopath who commits horrific acts in the name of others. You've got to remember Manson also accused the Black Panthers of creating a race war okay. and tried to put the blame on them for all the, the, the actual murders. He tried to divert. He, he just never imagined that anyone would point the finger of blame at his group of people yeah so he tried to put the blame for that at their door at the black panther's door yeah ridiculous Uh, that's not very nice and also like didn't they have enough to deal with the black Panthers? exactly we've spoken about this before um yeah basically he told them his family that the black panthers were planning a race war and that they had to sit it out Mm -hmm. in their ranch in 
Spahn's ranch, wherever that was. They were all going to be hiding out underground and wait for it to all be over. And then they were going to emerge. And okay, that's what he told them, I think. I'm, I've probably got those things wrong. So apology corner next week. Anyway, in 1950, LeVay marri- married Carol Lansing. Now, this is 16 years before he started the church. So he married a lovely girl called Carol Lansing. When I say she was a girl, she was only 15. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's actually like tree rape. Well, it can't have been if he got married then. They wouldn't have allowed that to happen, would they, if it, if it was a, a law? No, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's only, yeah. All right. But can't so rape it was your okay wife. then. <laughs> no. And they, Well, they allowed him to marry her. Um, she mm-hmm. is mother to daughter Carla, his first child. They divorced 10 years later. Oh. So that's around the time that he started the church. And then he met Diane Hegarty, mother of Zena who then became, I think she became the leader of the church after he died. But I think she's since renounced it. I'm not sure. Again, I didn't do my uh, Googling hard enough. He also had a relationship with Blanche Barton, who was the mother of his his son, Satan Xerxes, (laughs) otherwise known as Xerxes. Xerxes? Xerxes. What a name. He loved to drink anything from chartreuse to cheap screw top plonk. And he liked to play the Wurlitzer. And he also had a pet lion. <laughs> little facts. Eccentric. Dropping little facts all <laughs> over the place. LeVay's daughter, Zena, who was filmed being baptised age three in a black ceremony, grew up in the black house, which was the headquarters for the church and LeVay's home. People got wind of the address and she would be followed home from school and one day found a man with a butcher's knife on her doorstep. There have been breakaway churches formed by ex-members who wanted something more spiritual, such as the Temple of Set, that believe Satan or Set, as he's known in ancient Egypt, Egypt is the one true God. Black magic and rituals are definitely a part of this one. Okay. That particular one. So, yeah, people have found Church Satan. It's just a cabaret show. Yeah, so people who thought that it was all just a bit smoke and mirrors with Church of Satan went a bit more hardcore. Exactly. So they kind of broke away from that. So there was people, yeah. Anyway, during the 80s with the Reagans in charge, well, Ronald Reagan in charge of the US, there was a fear emerging about devil worshippers and Satanists taking over. This was when you had things like backmasking in rock music, telling teens to murder, and Dungeons and Dragons was labelled a mind-changing game. Oh, of course it is. And, And if you play your records backwards, it tells you, go kill your mother. Yes, that's correct. In 1983, <laughs> now we're in 1983. It's not really correct. Let's just yeah, say that that's not true. In 1983, the Black House was visited by a young man named Richard Ramirez, okay. who wanted to meet LeVay. Does that name ring a, ring a bell yes, for you, Michelle? Yes, it does. Yes. He wanted to meet LeVay and shake his hand by, because, uh, shake his hand. By this time, the house had razor wire and tall fences because of all the people following the children home and a security guard who chased the creepy young man away. But he did return and was met by LeVay, who made sure he had a gun down his holster when he came out to meet him. And he spoke briefly to him before seeing him off. He said, well, you've met me now. See you later. Yeah. All the while. Yeah. Basically concealing a weapon on him. Ramirez wanted to thank him for all the work he'd done for Satanists. But unfortunately, he then went on to become the Night Stalker. Committing terrible crimes attributing to Satan. He'd leave notes at the sites. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Fucking Night Stalker. Awful, awful. 
Moral hysteria, such as has been seen during the Salem witch trials, the Red Scare and the Satanic Panic and QAnon just keep coming. (laughs) They do. Remember Samuel L. Jackson as Jules in Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Do you remember his speech from Ezekiel, the tw- uh, 2517? It was the pinnacle of that movie. It was incredible. Yeah. Violence masquerading as righteous justice. I can't do the whole speech for no, you, but no, that's no. a sum up. <laughs> <gasps> Marilyn Manson came out as a member of the Church of Satan. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not shocked by that. I'm not. In the late 60s and early 70s came shocking films like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist and Amityville and the Christian propaganda went into overdrive. Rumours swirled that Satanists were breeding babies for human sacrifices in grottos underground. Sound familiar? Oh, Jesus. Hillary. Yep, yep. Come a ping pong. Can I take your order? One, one baby for one slaughter, baby please. Oh, dear. You know. In 1980, a book was published called Michelle remembers. Michelle, do you remember? I do remember. And it's fucking terrifying. It's about a child who recalls ritual abuse by Church of Satan members. Now, at the time, this was touted as a true story by evangelists. And even Oprah Winfrey had uh, the authors, who is psychologist Lawrence Pazda and his patient turned wife, Michelle Smith. Mm. And then another woman who wrote a similar memoir called Lawrence Stratford, she had them on her show and not once did she ever question the validity. She basically just thought, this is it. Oh, um, but she true. this was back in Oprah's early days. You know, she was, yeah. she was still trying to prove herself. Exactly. Investigators have been unable to corroborate the events in the books despite its extensive searches. So there's a lot of things which basically have been proved to be not true. Look, I read a little bit where there was no evidence ever uncovered to suggest mm. that anything in Michelle remembers was even vaguely true. Yeah. So, and then they I went mean, on to get married and make loads of money. So. Oh yeah, and he went on to be like a, an expert in trials and all sorts of things. Oh. Thing is, that's his pa- that's Pazda. Thing yeah. thing is, you know, he was dodgy as fuck. And what I don't understand is, this Michelle remembers. Yes, they got a lot of press for it at the time for pretending that it was a, a memoir, that these things actually happened, when really it's just an absolute load of bollocks. And it would have been yeah. a great fiction book. But they didn't do that. And Why didn't they, they just do that? I know. And they just kicked off a whole fucking panic that is still going on now. Satanic exactly. panic. Yeah. Still happening. I've got something that's going to raise your hair after this. Well, I'm almost finished. The authors also had to refute the association with Church of Satan after Anton LaVey threatened to sue for libel. The authors claimed the religion predated Christianity when, in fact, it only formed in 1966, years after the book's events were said to take place. Oh, load of old bullshit. So, Michelle, did you remember? <laughs> I remembered that it was all bullshit. <laughs> None of it happened. None of it happened. And I feel really sorry. Well, I mean, sorry, yes, but also I feel like Americans are gullible because that book kicked off some absolutely monstrous shit in the US. And, you know, we had talked about this a little bit earlier. Mm. You know, this whole thing about the um, childminders. And you know more about this than me. But unfortunately, I forgot to share the information with you. Uh, no, but it's okay. I, I Sorry. No, do you know what? I read this 
really awful thing about this one couple who served 21 years in prison for mm. the satanic ritual abuse of children. And Were they the childminders? Yes, Fran and Dan Keller. That's it. Oh, yeah. God, really awful. This was happened- it the couple or was it her son? Wasn't her son involved as well? No, it was this couple and they were convicted in 1992 of oh, sexually shit. abusing a three-year-old girl. Um, in their home, like daycare outside of ta- outside of Austin, Texas, and you know the whole community freaked out about it. And you know, it first of all, it was um, that the dude had hit the kid. Then it turned into the dude raped the child. Then it turned yeah. into there were. There was baby sacrifices, the amputation of a gorilla's arm, secret graveyard ceremonies. They were transporting, like, children to Mexico to be assaulted by members of the military. And they were sentenced to 48 years in prison with no evidence. None. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's fucking terrifying that you can be thrown in jail with no evidence. With no evidence. But so, I will say quickly, Michelle, sorry to, to interrupt, but as you were talking, it reminded me of a case that happened here in the UK, in uh, London, in the Thames, they found a torso. Do you remember it? This is in the 90s as well, towards the late 90s, I think, or maybe early 2000s, but I think it was more late fuck. 90s. Okay. They were finding, and they believe that it was related to West Afri- African rituals, like uh, witch, witch doctor rituals, they think, no. but they never found enough evidence to be able to go any further with their investigations. And it wasn't just one body, it was parts of different bodies that they would find. It was quite shocking. So I'm not saying that this shit doesn't happen, but I think for these poor people that were held in prison for 21 years on no evidence. Yeah, it's really And terrifying. that sparked an actual moral panic that swept through not just the states, but other countries, it's fucking dangerous. Well, this came off the back of the um, the McMartin preschool case, which we had touched on in the False Memories episode. Do you remember? No. Yeah. I've forgotten. Where we talked about the satanic <laughs> panic and the, you know, the, the preschool where one of the teachers had implanted false memories into all the children that they had been abused and the community believed the children despite there being absolutely no physical evidence. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it was. this is in Southern California. um, And if apparently hundreds of children had been, you know, sexually abused and subjected to satanic rituals and it was all bullshit, you know. And then that led into like daycare people being charged and it it just went on and on and on. And the Mm. terrifying thing is you think that, oh, okay, this was all in like the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s. It could never happen again. Think again. Yeah? Yeah. What happened? So I was talking to my sister, Steph, and this came from her because this case made massive headlines in Australia and and look I don't think we it really sort of made a it wasn't on the radar here in in Europe but it's fucking terrifying so seven members of a family in Katoomba in the Blue Mountains who ran a circus skills company they were accused of a series of really like horrific sadistic sex acts blood rituals kidnapping, torture, inciting sexual abuse, 
because one of the women was charged with inciting the two boys who were making no, there were three actually three boys two of them to have sex with each other so torture sexual abuse and then they were also charged with creating um, pedophilic pornography this family were charged with all of that on three boys under the age of eight and all of this was meant to have happened between 2014 and 2016 Right? <gasps> that's recent look so the detail yeah so if you think this can't happen again because oh our well, society's too far advanced fucking think again because this case is chilling so the details of this case are really truly bizarre so on the 1st of september in 2017 the cook family who by all accounts like you know, they're a bit of a hippy-dippy family who ran this circus performing arts school called the Arcade. And actually, look, having read through some anecdotal material from parents who'd sent their kids to this circus um, school, all in all, it just seemed like it was a really nice, really fun place for kids to learn some skills, improve their coordination, give them some confidence. And it seemed that actually the kids loved the woman and her daughters who ran the place Plus, they also offered kids um, with disabilities, like special performance classes and things. So, you know, they were a really important part of the community and by all accounts were really well loved in Katoomba. Now, for anyone who doesn't know much about um, the geography of Australia, Katoomba is in the Blue Mountains, which is just outside of Sydney. And it's absolutely beautiful, like one of the most gorgeous parts of, of the country, but small. It's village life. So, on the 1st of September, 2017, the New South Wales police raided the family home of the Cook family. They were called the Cooks. Yeah. And the family were just fucking baffled. They had literally no idea what was going on. And they thought the police had gone to the wrong house. So, when the police read out the search warrant and listed the allegations um, against them, they just couldn't comprehend what was being said to them. And from the articles I read, this Dawn raid was like borderline fucking brutal. I mean, they sent the riot squad into this house with guns. And they Who who called the cops? I'm gonna get to this. Oh, okay. Sorry, Nish. Yeah, no. Jumping ahead. No. So so the riot squad went in and they were really like brutal with the family, like really physically you know, restraining wow. them. And they, this family were like, what the fuck's going on? And basically they were just looking for evidence, like hard drives, computers with porn on, like pornographic material that they'd created, you know, anything mm. that, that could be taken into evidence. So at this point, the home was raided, but no one was arrested, which I think is weird if the allegations made against yeah. them were so serious that they had to send in a riot squad. But after the raid ended, no one was handcuffed, you know, the whole family, though, was put under police surveillance and their phones were bugged, the house was bugged and one cop even went on a fake date with one of the daughters who'd been accused to try and get info. Like, it was really, like, dirty mm. tactics from the police um, and super invasive. So this went on for months while the police investigated the allegations against them and then five months later, on the 5th of February 2018... The owner of the arcade, who is this lady called Therese Cook, she's 58, so she's not, you know, spring chicken. Mm. She was arrested along with her brother, Paul Cook, who's 52, her adopted daughter, Clarissa Meredith, who's 23, 
and her other daughter, Yani Cook-Williams, who is 28. And look, in the research I did, I couldn't find how these next three were directly related to Therese, but we know they're a part of the extended family. Anyway, um, three more from the family were arrested. Lucy Cook, Lockie Cook, and I feel really bad saying this, but this Lucy Cook and Lockie Cook, they're 20 and 18. I think they're brother and sister, and I'm not joking. You know how we did the slip, slop, slap, dark, and it sounded a bit like how your brother yeah. and you used to speak? This is how they, they sound like that. Like, and yes. I shouldn't talk in a horrible way about this Aww. family, but I did just think it was cute. They were the little slip, slip, slap family. Anyway, um, so they were also arrested along with another girl who's never been identified, who was too young. Yeah. And even all the research, she's never been named, right? Uh, look, this, like I said, this case blew up in the Australian media. And it was branded the most horrific case of child sex abuse and torture in the history of New South Wales. And, I mean, this poor family, they were just fucking vilified in the papers. And they were just branded as monsters. It was really, truly shocking. And, look, at this point, yeah, at this point I'm going to skip back a few months because back when the raid first happened, Therese, who, by the way, was branded sort of, the matriarchal mastermind and the ringleader behind all of these depraved child sex acts. But honestly, like when you see pictures of her, she just looks like this sweet grey haired kind of airy fairy woman who, you know, probably has a thousand cats and loves dancing like a swan because she's all like circus lady. <laughs> so after the raid, she texted her whole family, like extended family, everyone to let them know what had happened and just to tell them that if the police got in touch yeah. this is what it was all about and she gets a text from one of her relatives saying it was me and my husband we dobbed you in what? so basically the woman who brought the charges against the this poor family is related to them and the cook family had been babysitting the three boys who belonged to this this woman who was bringing the allegations countless times, grown up with them. She turns out she's the one yeah. making the accusations, right? But why? You know what? The weird thing is that is never discussed, ever. Not on 60 Minutes, which I have to say was the most horrendous piece of reporting I've ever like had the misfortune oh. to watch. And it's 60 Minutes. I'll never get why? back. It was just so shit. It oh, was so... Yeah sensationalized 60 minutes like really oh, don't God. bother watching it it yeah. was so rubbish but um yeah i mean no there was no reason given except and they don't say this outright but the mother of the boys belonged to an extreme religious sect and they don't say which one because i've scoured the internet for that as well but I think this gives you an, that information gives you an indication that maybe yes. they are a little bit yeah. on high alert. Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy to think that this woman thought that her boys were being like sexually abused and tortured while visiting this family. But anyway, that's what she yeah. alleged. Was it, was it ever uh, coming from the boys' mouths? Did they ever say anything? Well, yes. 
So there's a few weird things here. Um, like I said n- before, nobody knows who this this family member has never been like revealed, and yeah, and I actually went through like New South Wales court documents, and on the day that uh, this trial went to the Supreme Court, um, there's a there's a case that has restricted access and I think that's that so you can't even get the details of this case online yeah it's kind of crazy anyway so there's no there's no real mention of whether there was any bad blood any history of that between them um, and nothing along those lines have ever ever come to light and obviously yes they were members of this religious sect which never gets identified so uh, like I said before uh, on the 5th of Feb 2018 the Cook family was arrested and they were charged with 127 different offences between them. That's what? That's fucking insane. Wow, yeah. And this included kidnapping, aggravated sexual assault of a child, making child abuse material, coercion where the adults forced the children to sexually assault each other, cutting the children with knives, sticking needles into the boys' eyes, torturing them and letting yeah, what? and letting their blood drip into a bowl and then they made the kids drink the blood right so this is why this has been caught up with this whole satanic panic thing because they're saying that there was this you know satanic ritual abuse of these boys worse than that there was disturbing acts involving defecation i.e poo yes i know what that is okay (laughs) thanks michelle I I even read one really bizarre account where Therese, the ring-leading, like, airy-fairy swan dancing lady. Um, <laughs> well, that's allegedly. Suppo- yeah. <laughs> she's supposed – this is really, really disturbing, so trigger warning. Oh, no, great. She supposedly, she supposedly bit into oh, one God. of the children's penises. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Is there any, like, physical evidence that this took place? No. No. Not one fucking scrap of evidence. And listen, Therese, Yanni and Clarissa, they they went to Silverwater for seven months. Is that a prison? Seven months. And then Paul, Lockie nice. and Lucy, Silverwater. Silverwater Jail. Yeah. It's not nice. I don't think so. I think it's solitary confinement oh, and shit. like prison They've meals. made it sound very attractive. Silverwater. Yeah. Did I just make that up? Is it silver water? I don't know. Sylvania waters? I think that was something different. <laughs> Is that like a posh, like when you um, pee on someone when you're having sex? No. <laughs> what, Sylvania waters? Oh, I just had my, I just broke my Sylvania waters. What? Um, <laughs> my Sylvania waters just broke. Uh, oh my goodness. Anyway. So, oh, these poor... I can't believe you're just taking the piss out I of this know. I'm disgusting. What a disgusting <laughs> person I am. Worst. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, and look, these people went to jail. Paul, Lockie and Lucy, they all... They each spent four months in jail. God. And look, like I said before, this is fucking terrifying because at this stage, there is no evidence except the children's word that these crimes or anything ever took place. So over the course of three years, the supposedly abused children were interviewed 27 times by police. And these kids, who at this stage were now under 10, um, told police they'd been sexually abused, tied up with ropes, pricked with 
pricked with needles, had blood rituals. I was reading reading this article thinking, are they the kids' words? Because if it is, that's a very adult language. Mm. It just really doesn't make any sense. And then apparently if you read the 27 articles with the kids, so interviews, sorry, 27 interviews, the abuse, according to the children, gets worse and worse and worse with each with each interview. And there's contradictions. Yeah, there's in, there's contradictions all over the place. So already, you know, these kids' accounts are not very credible. Then the the police literally had no physical evidence because there were no signs of injuries on the kids. There was no physical evidence of sexual abuse and there was no DNA evidence that linked any of the family members to the kids. Plus, during the initial dawn raid where they had like seized computers and phones and hard drives and, you know, all the electronic devices that they could find, there's literally not one piece of evidence on any of those electronic devices of anything that this mother had claimed and this was as Nothing. recently as 2016 and there's always ways that like you can't get rid of stuff on phones can you really there's always no, ways it can all to be recovered yeah. it, you can always recover this stuff and there's just nothing there nothing wow. so and look here's the kicker oh shit more kickers yeah one of the boys during the investigation told his mum so the estranged relative of Therese, the mm-hmm. circus, circus swan lady, um, that he told his mum he made it all up, <gasps> that no one had hurt him and he'd been lying all along. Well, right? presumably his willy was still in one piece. Well, there was no bite mark on that willy. So, and look, and I also read in one article that um, that one of the kids had also said that the ultra-religious mum had kept the kids locked in their rooms until they revealed more evidence about what the circus family was doing to them, right? Oh, dear. And you know what the mum did after the kid told her he'd made it all up? What? She hid the information from the police because she didn't want anyone questioning whether or not her kid was telling the truth. Oh, dear. What the actual fuck? She (gasps) thought she was protecting her child. So then, get this, get this, right? Somehow the police got hold of this information that the kid had said. Thank God, but how? After he'd confessed to his mum, look, mum, I made all this up, i.e. you fucking brainwashed me. Mm. Uh, She said to the police, my son had been confused. And after hours of prayer, um, he changed his story back. Oh, to yes, I was no. abused. Oh, this is a direct, God. Yeah, th- and this is a direct quote. The mum said, eventually he told me the truth again. After about two hours of reading reassuring scriptures from the Bible and cuddles and patience and love. I'm sorry, but what a fucking monster this woman is. She's basically telling her children, you've been abused. So, listen, the cooks, this poor family have been through the ringer. Um, after the cook's lawyer demanded the case be thrown out, mm. it just sort of languished in the Australian Supreme Court. So where months. are all the family? They're still in the in the slammer. So they were in they were in jail, and then they were allowed to be released on bail, but okay. they were not allowed to speak to each other for more than two years. So basically, in isolation. Oh so God. their lives were just taken away from them after they were released from jail. So yeah, this. Their lawyer was absolutely fantastic and he basically got it before the Supreme Court 
and they like drag their heels with it. But eventually, on um, Valentine's Day last year, the entire case, all 127 charges were dropped because the magistrate said there's just no evidence, not even to support one charge. Mm. The whole family was let go. And what a fucking ordeal. This is what scares me is that, you know, we look back at history and we think, oh, that could never happen now. But it did. And it is, you know. It's absolutely monstrous because, yes, there are more techniques now with DNA and, you know, like you say, phones and evidence, you know, that you can more easily prove something. To have those allegations made against you is life-destroying. Absolutely. You can't get that back. Your reputation. But look, I just think that there's a lesson to be learned here in in that, you know, that early satanic panic, it holds a lesson for us to kind of, especially in today's kind of climate of the internet where, you know, conspiracy theories are everywhere. There's Mm. unsupported rumors fake news this happened 30 years ago but we've just shown that this can happen now and i think we just can't be complacent about objectivity and thinking we have to just be aware that without you know without evidence everyone is vulnerable you know they threw they threw these people in jail with no evidence well, Geordie, thank you so much for all of your lovely research on oh. uh, Church half, of Satan. And my half assed research? Yes. Oh. Oh, it's my pleasure to only half read things and then tell you half truths. I love doing that. If it's half assed, does that mean it's only one cheek? One cheek research? I don't know what's going on today. Listen, <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast, yeah. Please rate, review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps us to get better and it helps yeah. us to continue to provide free content. So, guys, if you're listening and you're loving it, love, exciting and new, come oh. aboard. We're, We're expecting, expecting you. There you go. Um, if you have any any tales of of love and how you got together and how fucking crazy fate it was whether yes. it turned out good or bad we want to hear your stories i want to hear stories week. of people being defibrillated in the back of an ambulance by their future husband i want to hear stories of i don't know what do you think crazy Anything. crazy stories I, yeah and honestly if you just met at work i don't want that story but if we you don't got want something that. interesting to tell us <laughs> if you found in the, in the photocopier tray uh, a black and white photocopy of his dick and then had to go around and find who matched the photocopy because you had to take, <laughs> haul him over the coals and give him a written warning and then later you fell in love. That's what we want to hear. We do. We want your stories. <laughs> Sexual harassment. What's it all dick-based today? So, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. It was all that talk of free love. <laughs> oh, it's got you going, Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, see we're you going next to say time. goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Keep eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. Bye. Eavesdropping. 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 Eavesdropping.